buttons hit. Yo, buttons. podcast is here. Whoa, holy shit. <laughs> Craig is back. Back from the day. Damn, I don't use one of those. I've that's That scared me. <laughs> it scares me every time. It's happened in like every podcast I've recorded for the last like, year. Why is there so. both a Craig and a Gyark? Well, Craig's the real one. Gyark is the like backup. But Craig's been down for a couple weeks. Okay. So You know, we don't have backups on our podcast. We've only lost one ever, but we're real dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I'm the one who saves multiple versions of every podcast I recorded up until this year. Oh, yeah. No backups. No backup recordings. No backup files once we're done. We edit it, and every three weeks I delete my entire recordings folder. I mean, at the rate that you work, I feel like you have to do that, right? I've got hard drive space. That or by... Yeah, okay, fair enough. I deleted the the files for Cower Hour, and that alone was like 50 gigs. I, um... What? That's <laughs> so was, much! It's big. It's big. It was my, big. My, my video folder isn't that big. No, when, when I cleaned out the folder, sometimes it's more than three, sometimes it's more like six months, and then that's a lot. That's like, that's like 20, yeah. 30 gig, um... Because, I mean, we're recording and we're exporting in FLAC and I've got Audacity Project Files and shit. It adds mm, up. Because yeah. what I would do is I would start with my Audacity Project and import everything and get all the... Like, oh, Nora. Processing. Hmm? And then I would save that as a different project. Export your and- project as a file and then import everything into a fresh Audacity Project. It's the safest way to edit. Is this it? Are we finally doing the podcast podcast that we've talked <laughs> don't- about for so long? I mean, uh, save it as a project and then uh, bring stuff <clears throat> into that project and then save it as a different. No, no, I I export mean. my file like if I'm rec- like if I'm editing right away, take my file, export it as a FLAC, and then import all the FLACs into a bare project. Oh, okay. Oh, do you not do you not have a uh, what's it like a specialized project file that you start with? Jackson does. I don't believe in it. I start from bare every you time. See, fair enough. You see, you see what you see what we've been dealing with. So I have, uh, what's it, you know... I, Craig is gone. A, oh, Craig is gone. Bye, now. Craig. Cool. Def- yeah, so, Gyark's still here, Craig is gone, uh, but luckily, since Gyark joined first, that means we did get a recording of uh, Craig's intro, so. <laughs> which, uh, Craig doesn't record his own intro. <laughs> uh, me and Jackson have opposite uh, opinions about how editing should work, uh... Generally, yeah. One of you goes left to right, the other goes right to left. Apparently, <laughs> uh, Jackson does. Just... I, I, I learned Jackson does do Gundam like segment. If we ever break it up in two segments, segment two first, which is baffling to me. That is that's quite strange. I understand the reasoning once they say. Yeah, it. I just I'm like, I don't know. It's fine. The shows sound the same. Like I, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. when I when I was editing an actual play, I would get I would like trim up the ending first mm-hmm. to make sure. Everything would still be synced up and everything. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, I, I always, I always trim the ending off before I start cutting anything else down, for sure, just to make sure that I don't, you know, overwrite it by accident and then only notice an hour later. I start from the beginning and work to the end. Yeah, that's that's a good, that's a good philosophy. But I'm usually syncing music to the end, so yeah, yeah. But uh, in other news, <laughs> Ruby uh, season eight, episode three, or yeah. <laughs> We watched a very good episode of Ruby this week. Hmm. Deafening silence, as I call it, a very good episode. I have, I have like, I, would... I have like a. So this episode is pretty good. Uh, it's pretty yeah, good. I thought this episode was good. 
this episode has like one or two things that just make me mad that Ruby's not a better show. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's big on that for sure. But then when has Ruby not been, right? Yeah, but so- sometimes you're like, okay, this is just bad in the way it always is. It's fine. Then it's like briefly good in ways you're like, man, this could be great. But then it still is dropping the ball in like ways you're like, the people writing the show don't know have the fucking first clue what they're doing. Um, yeah, it's like, there's it, a real sense of they just don't know what they have almost. Yes. You know? Like, would you like to hear the summary? Yes. Ruby's team sneak into the Atlas military compound with help from May. Through Penny, Pietro hacks Ironwood's terminal to send a launch signal when Penny reaches Amity Tower. Upon leaving, they are ambushed by the Aesops. The Aesops steal one of Penny's swords to help Watts, under coercion from Ironwood, override controls to her. Nora uses her semblance to help Ruby's team escape the base, but injures herself from channeling too much electricity. A couple of those points were out of order. Mm. Um... Just to get this one out of the way, you cannot have your character who's dressed in a trans flag look at the camera and say, I don't even know who I am. (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to do that. (laughs) Um, My my main thing is this show has gone out of its way for the last couple of seasons to build up the idea of the maidens as like, man, they're the fucking magical badasses of this world. And Penny gets chumped out by like the sea squad. I mean, they were professional soldiers. They they're doing better than she, like she she kicked all teams. she kicked all their asses until one of them grabbed her from behind, and then she was paralyzed and couldn't do a damn thing. I mean, yeah, but if like, I mean, if you swap, um, Penny with Amber from the other time we saw a maiden fight somebody, yeah, I Amber I Amber wouldn't have lost. Yeah, I hate I hate that she lost because the the actual main characters have to show up and save the day. <laughs> but she does do that big explosion after she gets bear hugged though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh I thought that was a really fun uh, fun fight scene. The fight is cool. This fight, I thought yeah, this fight was really cool for me because uh like it's rare that we get these scenes that are like, you know, blocked in this way where a you know, this this fight happens with multiple characters approaching and bouncing off the one central, really strong character, you you like you rarely find that, that happens with a sympathetic character in a show like this. It's almost always mm. against the villain, mm-hmm. and I think it works really well here. I liked it a lot. Uh, the bit where I don't remember the name of this four people squad, uh, so my apologies. Nope. The Aesop. Yeah, I know who they are, but I don't know any of the characters' names. <laughs> when the lady gets launched off of the hammer, that's sick as hell. Do that. Do more yeah, of that. That's cool. <laughs> that was Harriet because she's from the Rabbit and the Hammer. Oh, okay, thank you. And that, like, that feels like some, you know, not, like, quintessentially Ruby stuff, right? That feels like the kind of thing Ruby should be doing all the time, but it, it isn't <laughs> as much as it could be. Um, yeah. um, so this episode starts with the invisibility stuff, where they are sneaking through the elevator. Um, and this time, Otacon doesn't scream about there being too heavy on the elevator. This stuff has a bunch <laughs> but, of really um, good, like... Remember when the show was a comedy and characters acted like cartoons? I love this stuff. More of this. Yeah. Oh my god. The fucking the fucking spilling coffee on the guy in the situation. Well, I just room. I just mean like there's a bit where like where um where <clears throat> Nora's doing a bunch of like goofy expressions and like moving yeah, all yeah. stiff and like just the way the characters are like animated are is funny. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. No, it was really yeah. good. I, I just like the the whole that and then the whole sort of cadence of the bit where they spill the coffee on the guy to get to the situation room in the fucking fascist death fortress is like yes. extremely, you know, pre-season three stuff, right? 
Yeah. Like, Meanwhile, the fucking TF2 ass music is playing as they all <laughs> te- like swoop into. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know what to call that. They swoop into the stairwell, and um, everyone doesn't like being disintegrated and reintegrated. So. I'm of two minds about this because I think this is like a cool bit, but also we're in volume eight. How are they just getting around to like, oh, remember your powers, Ruby? This is a fundamental way of how they work that could be really useful. We haven't discussed this before. (laughs) Well, they didn't say the word semblance until like the second or third season. I know. I was so mad about it. Um, (laughs) Yes, this is one of those. I wish the show was better written because I would like them to explore this stuff. These characters have cool powers. They never use them for anything that's worthwhile once ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they come out and like Ruby's doing like a Sailor Moon pose and that's sick as hell. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, like Penny, Penny's like, oh, it works by breaking down mass and breaking down matter. So the mass doesn't, you know, isn't a factor. And then Blake's like, did she work that out before you did Ruby? And Ruby's like, yeah, I'm dumb, Blake. So what? I didn't even know you were a faunus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah she also knew you were a faunus before yeah. i did which made autumn crack up <laughs> yeah it's good because like um, you know you the viewer knew that or you know you knew that she had fucking cat ears at least there's a lot more facial animation in this episode than i expected uh i feel like the other two episodes we've seen haven't <clears throat> like focused on that as much and i think it really works in this mm-hmm. one yeah they put a lot of effort into all of the little little tiny facial movements, especially like at the end after they escape. Um. Yeah. Oh, the whole th- <laughs> Remember last episode we were predicting what was going to happen with Watts? Uh, he has one black yeah. eye and is now working for Ironwood. <laughs> <laughs> it happens immediately. <laughs> fucking Ironwood continues to be the stupidest man alive. Just like, yeah, I'll just conscript this fucking, you know death cult sympathizer to work for me it'll be fine i'm sure it will be fine (laughs) it'll be fine he's only the smartest man in the world he's only the smartest man in the world and i have the threat of force how could this pan out wrong for me i have all the guns (laughs) except the one cosmic gun that is moby he's also watching on television as he sends four people against like the people thwarted him for a season and a half now um trying like you have a whole our base full of guys you could send the whole base full of guys <laughs> um and then nora takes a shitload of electricity straight out of the fucking like electrical grid of the base to blow through the door so that the heroes can come fight with penny and she just has like lightning scars yeah she now. gets lightning scars that's that's a thing i wasn't expecting yeah, anytime I see a visual change like that, I wonder if they're going to like if wave that right. away. Yeah, yeah. They they could probably <clears throat> have Jean come up and put his hand on her shoulder for twelve minutes. Yeah, and then it's fine. It'll be better and she'll be fine. But, yeah, well, they could also leave it hand, like that. On the other hand, like I guess he didn't take away Weiss's scar. I really like that bit. Uh, just that that whole like the fight with uh, Penny and then into that bit. I was like, yeah, the show's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, these are cool characters doing cool things, except for 
Blake, I guess. Blake wasn't really... There's a there's a shot in this episode <laughs> where we pan across the room where Penny is doing the hacking, and Blake is just fucking swiveling in a chair in complete silence. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's Blake. That's a big Blake mood right there. Yeah, I was just, like, thinking back... I don't remember her doing anything in the fight, either. Which I guess they didn't really do... They didn't, they didn't like have a fight, really. I mean, this yeah. was this was Weiss also using her semblance to try to break down the door and effectively just like whacking it with its giant ice sword. Yeah. Can't she ant man this? Yeah. She can make the little man big or the big man small, so she could like make it real small and make him pop out of the in the door. Yeah. This whole sequence I felt like was setting up like a the Jedi are cutting through thing, and it didn't do any of that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, like, I like that Penny got a chance to, like, actually fight, um, despite my, you know, complaints about how that fight went. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Aesops are very interesting, I think is really what it is. Yeah, I think that's fair. No, and, and like, there's a little bit of, like, oh, <clears throat> uh, look, um, is his name Mellow? Is that it? You're asking the wrong people. You're the you're the person I would expect Is to that... know that. <laughs> um, who are you talking about? Uh, Morrow? Morrow. Morrow? Morrow. Marrow? Marrow. Marrow, yeah. Oh, Marrow. Right. He's, like, all conflicted about fighting R- Team Ruby, but, like, not ideologically, oh. just, I feel like that character is just uncomfortable with conflict. <laughs> Like, I don't think he actually objects to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But they keep, like... Th- this happened last season, too. Of, like He's the one who's always like, Oh, oh I don't want to arrest them. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, wait, I guess... Wait, is he the one this... who's a... Is he the one who's a fornus? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he's... yeah. It's, 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 it's all well and good for him to feel conflicted about it, but he also has the semblance where people just uh, obey his commands. So, like, uh-huh. get fucked. <laughs> uh, would um, Lelouch's Gios power be considered a semblance? What is the, what is, I guess, I, at this point I feel like I don't remember the lore of, everyone. Ha, does everyone have a semblance or special people have semblances? Yeah, everyone has a semblance. So it's an X-Men power, but yeah. it, it uses dust, doesn't it? No. What is the dust for? I think dust well, just enhances whatever else it is you're doing. Okay. Yeah, it's like every time they use special ammo, like normally when they use ammo they're just shooting their aura. But um Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, that's like season one. For some reason I thought I, th- I thought I dimly remembered a whole thing about like the Schnee family have the cool ice guys because they use all the dust to power them or whatever. Mm. But I could totally wrong. But, I watched the show in a blur in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but like when Blake used her used dust with her semblance, she could make copies that were made out of ice ah. or made out of fire that exploded. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. That's okay. So they can augment things, including your semblance. Like. Yeah, that's what I. But think. but yeah. I think the geese then has to be more like the maiden powers and less like a semblance. Mm, mm-hmm. Lelouch. Which maiden do you think Lelouch is? Uh, Lelouch is what? Hmm. Lelouch is probably the maiden of summer. Hmm. Okay. There's like a. 
well, I was about to say, there's like a tyranny to Lelouch, but no, no, there's just actual ass tyranny to Lelouch. <laughs> and I think that the most tyrannical of seasons is summer. Hmm. Okay. I could see winter, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's got to be a summer or winter, right? Yeah. If, if tyranny yeah. is a factor. Lelouch is definitely more of it- like a sun king than like a, you know, anything associated with winter to me, but... Okay, yeah. You seen that picture of him with the big Pope hat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, but zero is winter. There you go. <laughs> um, this is just a really fun heist episode. Yeah. So there's not like a ton more to dig into. I was. This is what. Um, this is one of the few episodes where I was like, "Wait, it's over already? Damn! I could have watched like twice as much of Ruby as this." Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, we do have some more content to talk about. I, I, well, there was other stuff in this episode, I thought. There was, I just, I just wanted to mention the, uh, mm-hmm. there's a conversation with, uh, yeah, right. when, yeah. when Nora's like, yeah, when Nora's like, I don't know who I am without Ren, and, uh, Weiss and Blake are like, well, you know, maybe you should figure out who you are without Ren. And what, and they're, they're like, oh, I'm so upset that I'm so, like, shaken by the fact that, Ruby and uh, Yang are arguing. I've never seen them argue before. And Weiss says, sometimes sisters just have very different ideas about <laughs> what's right. Huh? <laughs> like, I get this is clearly meant to be like a foreshadowing of, uh, you know, winter coming back into the fold, probably, right? Or, you know, that's what I would pe- yeah. you know, pen that as. But it really, like... That sometimes sisters fundamentally disagree on issues of morality is like <laughs> loose, I think. Uh, yeah. That's like... Okay, we know that there's a parallel between Ruby Yang and Weiss Winter, but in trying to point that out explicitly, Weiss kind of just said her own deal and didn't really say it in a way that could be <laughs> applicable yeah. like uh, yeah applicable to both <laughs> i don't think the show knows that though because i think that's actually good if weiss is just like still dealing with the part where she's kind of hung up on her own problems and can't see anyone else's issues but the show oh, yeah, doesn't no, have the, the space no for any of that, of that yeah. whatsoever not at all <laughs> remember when the main four had personalities and backstories that mattered <laughs> for the characters Remember when they were, like, actually the main four in any appreciable way? Oh. <laughs> this is why, like, characters with the Aesops are hard for me. Because I look at them and I'm like, is the show yeah. going to leave them? Like, in, in season nine, are we just going to leave Mantle or whatever and not talk to the... We'll never see these characters again, which is fine, but it's hard to invest in. Or are they going to hang on and just dilute the plot even further? Which many characters have done. Like, why is Ren here? Nobody likes Ren. <laughs> Uh, they can't get rid of Ren because he used to be voiced by Monty. I was going to say he's the he's the Monty insert. Yeah, Monty's been uh, dead for a long time. Mm-hmm. Let him go. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the other you said something I was going to re- respond to, and I don't remember. Oh right, remember Team Sin? Yeah. The, I I just let the sh- the characters leave. Like Sun left, he can come back later, and he'll be, he'll be we'll be happy to see him. All these characters yeah. being like hangers on just makes them yeah. miserable to like yeah. hang out with. 
Especially um, when you have this thing where, like, you know, we've split the party, right? But it has drawn a line between just a larger number of people. But there are still groups of, like, you know, it's not like the whole main four stayed on one side and the, the you know, the everyone else was on the other side. Like, Yang is in the other group. They could probably have put another of the main four in another group. Like, the slight uh, sympathy for maybe, like, authoritarian decision-making that you're seeing from, like, Ren and stuff, Yang kind of also has that. Like, these conflicts don't need to be across this many characters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... I forgot what I was going to say. But, yeah. Um, like... We always talk about how this show has, like, a billion characters. Uh, and we haven't really, like, dropped any since, like, the last big reset season. Yeah. Like, once once the team got back together, the team was back together. Now it's, like, Ruby and Team Orange and, like, um, uh, Calavera and well. Pietro and... Well, yeah, there were, there was, I was, you know, there was a ship in this episode and she wasn't flying it, so I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, is that, like, the secret third option for characters that hang on is the characters that are still around, but in complete silence. Like... <laughs> uh, they have to start dropping people or killing people at some point. Yeah, I mean, this good time for it, honestly, like... Fascist, fascist di- dictator is like you know shooting diplomats. The queen of hell is at the doorstep. People start dying. Could happen. I, I guess we didn't even talk about the part where this whole episode is about Penny feeling pressure to like leave, and she wants to stay with the party, right? Like she's like, I'm a main character yeah. too, yeah. and like, no, you're you're a plot device. You need to leave to be safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, everyone is trying to like manipulate her into. Uh, giving in to Salem's demands to save people in in quotes I don't understand any of this I just don't understand what they expect out of these characters to do right like do they expect Salem to be truthful and not kill people when her explicit goal is to kill everybody Isn't her, like, whole motivation to just strike out against every creation of the gods? Yeah. yeah. So, because Ironwood got some amount of this from Oscar, but he, did Oscar keep some of it to himself? When they had their, you know, confrontation? I know that season. he knows that she can't die, or that she can't be killed, but Shrug? We didn't see that, so I don't know. It's just like... What do you think? What do you think this character is? It's not another Ironwood. It's not like a person who's going to, uh, like negotiate with you. Salem wants to kill things. Well, he's not doing much of that either anymore. Yeah, but he he was at some point. I want to know who the last headmaster is because there's one more school that we never heard of yet hell yeah 10 more seasons (laughs) (laughs) i mean listen there's a whole other academy we haven't been to there's a whole other relic there's a whole missing maiden 
Yeah. But look, when Beacon fell, it fell in like four episodes and they left. I don't even know why we're still in Mantle. Because Salem's here now. Uh, it's But like, all of this fight is about like wh- how we're going to deal with Ironwood, how, if we're going to save people, how we're going to save people. Do we escape to the giant death fortress? Do we get them underground? Blah, blah, blah. All of this is just like a lot of like faffing about with not a lot of like resolution. It just feels Are you aimless. Saying that it that it feels like they don't know where they're going. Yes, I am saying that, <laughs> and I, I, I'm saying that in like the sense of like I thought this story was basically over. The town's fucked. You you blew up another town. Team Ruby continues to destroy every town they come to. <laughs> <laughs> no, Haven was okay. Okay, one. Uh, but yeah. I guess, I don't. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, so I mean, the the short term goal for the hero party is to get the Colosseum in the air, right? They wanna, they wanna get the word out about Salem so that the I don't know. I guess the cavalry can arrive or something, and, and potentially well, save they want, Mantle. They want to get it, pull off the band aid of everyone needs to know that the truth is Salem can't die, hmm. and she's coming for us all. Yeah. Whereas um, Ironwood wants to hunker down. Yes. He's he's I I guess he doesn't want to do that part anymore. Um I just it does it does feel a little bit cobbled together. Um but you know, Ruby's always tied things up to really neatly in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reliably. Reliably. As like as like lazy of a solution is, I just kind of want them to throw away have most of this plot and just push it, like push the lore forward, like focus on the main team, have a, a story, a yeah. simple story, once. <laughs> a smaller, simple story. We're still maybe? dealing with the fallout of the fake election stealing bullshit. Like <laughs> she's in I prison with Crow. Pers- That's going to come up again. <laughs> I wish that the council member that. Uh, Ironwood had shot, had been shocked. But we can't have that because we need Weiss to be the one who finally ties off that uh, abusive father plotline after probably having a fencing duel with Winter where they talk about something. How much better would it be if Jock just got killed and Winter became the new Jock? Oof. That would be pretty good. Well, no, but it would be Whitley, because I think Whitley is the new heir. He's too young. He's too young. Or you could just have it where he's meant to be the heir, and she takes over, and she's like, I'm going to actually run this like my father wanted, uh, and I'm going to be more ruthless than him, because uh, he fucked it up by working with the bad guys. I, I was also a soldier, Yeah. so now I'm a soldier and a businesswoman. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. Um. Just easy ways to, like, simplify and, in doing so, make the story more focused. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if uh, What if this season's, you know, false flag election hacking mass shooting episode <laughs> is just, like, halfway through all of the faffing, Salem just invades. Like, she just gets bored. That'd be good. That'd be great. I mean, yeah. we still need to see what she's doing with uh, Oscar. She stole him, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Uh, I'm still so like 
I want to know what what is what happens next. I'm yeah, just, I mean that's like, that's a good thing. I yep. think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard to like. It's it's you know you can watch a season of something and then talk about it after the fact, but I'm still like getting caught up in the like. I'm I'm in it still. I'm still mm, like, yeah. what's the next episode? What's the next like? moment going to be because it could you know the future could be anything the next six episodes could be great yeah i mean well that's what i will say is that about this episode is that much more so than the last two episodes it put me in a good mood for the overall trajectory of this show you know yeah yeah no no being in being annoyed because i'm reinvested in the plot is uh i guess a good <laughs> sign huh <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Ruby continues to be uh, a kaleidoscopic experience. Speaking of things that Ruby has been and continues to be, uh, once they're on the ship in this episode, uh, like Ruby and I think, yeah, Ruby and Nora and Penny are having a conversation about how, Nora's like unconscious at this point. Ruby and Penny are having, you know, their usual conversation about their feelings and about how Penny, you know, maybe we'll need to stay on Atlas or whatever. And the camera just cuts over to Weiss and Blake, who say nothing and basically just smile and thumbs up the camera. <laughs> the most also appearing in this episode energy possible. Blake got to touch her hair at one point after they teleported or whatever. Or went through the tube. That was such a weird fake out where it began in like, you know, darkness with no music and, you know, Ruby like making some grunting noises, and then she just came out of the funny tube. <laughs> it's a funny tube for jokes. I literally yeah. thought for a second that, like, my streaming had broke, because uh, <laughs> I think Disney Plus sometimes does that to me. I don't know why. Um, Where an episode of something will start with just a black yes. screen and grunting? Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, the sound's playing, but I'm not, like, seeing anything. I'm like, oh, is this busted? I literally force-closed my app and reopened it. <laughs> I didn't even get subtitles. Uh, do we want to do email? Yeah. Uh, Autumn couldn't be on this episode. This is the first time we've mentioned Autumn. Autumn couldn't be on this episode. <laughs> Sorry, Autumn. Uh, but they did, se- <laughs> they did send in a question. If people want to send in questions, uh, where can they send them? Exportaudiopodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, their question is, who in Ruby is able to cook Thanksgiving dinner for the rest of the squad, and who is the pickiest eater? I feel like the pickiest eater might be Ruby. That's what I was thinking. Or Sun. Um, I definitely think Ruby is the pickiest eater. I think Sun is like, I don't know about this fancy food, but if you just tell him, like, it's something fake, he'll eat it. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. Like I think, I think when she was younger, Weiss would probably have been the pickiest eater. But I think she's old enough now that she just pretends to have like a refined palate. Mm-hmm. Who actually is like I... the fancy one? Who has the refined palate? I mean, it's, it's like Ren, right? I was gonna say that it was like Blake, probably. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I think I, I think, think visually it's Blake, but I don't know if it's her character. You know. Mm. Uh, I think Jean is the one who cooks. Yeah, I think yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> and he'll eat anything. He'll eat anything, and also I, I bet he's not like that good of a cook. I think he's fine, but he's not like exceptional. Well, he's from a he's from a huge family, right? So yeah, he's from a huge family where uh, you know every, oh, he has so many sisters, so he's so familiar with girl things, you know, like cooking. <laughs> so clearly. <clears throat> uh, but Google has suggested I don't know good question or what's the question <laughs> which one should I send to Autumn as a as a response <laughs> good question just good question <laughs> and nothing else yeah that's the right one alright are you ready for who's Whovie? <laughs> yeah I'm always ready for who's Whovie you know this I love who's Whovie I woke up today like, yo, it's Who's Hoobie Day. <laughs> okay. And that autumn isn't here to waste all of our questions. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, maybe you'll, you'll figure it out this time. <laughs> I doubt that very much, but... I've got my character. Alright, well... Did this character make their first? Did this character make their first appearance before the end of Volume Three? No. <laughs> okay. That makes it way harder because that means it's a character I probably don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> Have we seen this character fight? Yes. Okay. Uh, is this character male? Yes. Okay. So the problem is there have been quite a few fights in (laughs) (laughs) since season four. Yeah, in the back half of the show, more than that now. Yeah. Hmm. What's the other way to narrow it down? We're coming up on a decade of Ruby. Uh, is this character a villain? Yes. Okay, so we've got an evil guy. So what fights with evil guys have there been? <laughs> um, I mean, we've got... Uh, my immediate thought was, oh, it's definitely Muscle King Grob Zachney, but it probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that could well be it. Like there's because there was that fight with you know in the uh, menagerie academy was mm-hmm. it yeah the uh, it was Haven yeah in Haven where he where he takes the Joker toxin or whatever and yeah yeah he, he becomes the Joker <laughs> titan. And, yeah it's yeah. Titan right? yes yeah yeah right <laughs> okay uh, the classic everyone remembers Titan Joker. The thing is, that's what I think of every single time. I hate it. I think it's like one of the worst gimmicks you can give someone. Like, ah, oh, I took the juice and now I'm just a big Hulk guy. That's all of Resident <laughs> Evil, right? Oh, but if the if the juice like <laughs> makes them very angry, no, that's good. I think actually, I don't. I don't like it. I like it in Resident Evil because they're like weird. Mo- like they're barely. They're not the personalities. Mm. Like Hazel's still a guy. The Tyrant's oh, right, not a yeah, guy. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it needs to be like you know warping and yeah, nasty. Hmm. This is us not guessing for a long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're, you know, 
interjecting whimsy in between long moments of yeah. silence. Here's a freebie for you. It's not Wesker. Okay, <laughs> Wesker's not in this show, so that would have been a weird guess, honestly. Well, technically, he didn't make his first appearance before season four. <laughs> The thing is, I don't know what question to ask that would narrow it down further that isn't just guessing characters' names at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, is it, is it like, do we do we narrow it down by, like, was this character in seasons four and five or six oh. and seven? Or we could like... do that. I think that's the coward's road, but we can do that. I mean, it's a lot <laughs> more efficient than asking season by season, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. All right, was this character, did this character make their first appearance in volumes... Four or five? No. Right. So, what fights have we had in the last two seasons? Hmm. Volume Volume six. I feel like Adam is is a villain who we had a fight with. But Adam was in the prior seasons. Yes, that is true. That's completely true. So, like in season Adam was seven, it's just fights with the Aesops, right? Is this character an Aesop? Yes. Yes. Okay, well then, there, it's one of two people. We could just guess both and be out of here. <laughs> Optimal. Optimal questions asking. Do we know any of their names? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, wait, we can, we, can ask, we can ask if they're the, the blank guy, right? Well, no, I mean, we know, we know Mero. Is it Mero? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I was going to ask if it was the Dulcim guy. <laughs> Um, Bam! We technically, got one. Technically, there were three answers that as part of the Aesops because it could have been Clover. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Just like I say, Autumn not here. We nailed it. We had questions smashed to spare. It. Yeah, absolutely yeah. smashed it. You had three extras, so ask me anything you like. Um, who's your favorite Aesop? Marrow Amin. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. Probably. If Clover's dead, then it's Clover. If you if you kill off one character, who would you kill off? Ooh. Uh. Uh. Hmm. Ironwood? Okay. Ooh. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, wh- who are the load-bearing characters that are, like, problems? Or, like, what would shake things up the most? I think Emma's pretty convinced it's Ren, right? Ren's a load-bearing character who's a problem. <clears throat> I just I just don't mm-hmm. like Ren. I think he's yeah. boring. I, I, I would agree. He's, he's done basically the same thing for the last three or four seasons now. Yep. I mean, is... I've been trying... I was... I was trying to think of like what would what would be like a big shakeup, and I don't know that Ren would be. No, that's the like thing, the yeah. characters would be like sad. I mean, if they didn't but... replace him, he'd be a structural shakeup, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> his absence would be felt <clears throat> by its absence. If you see what I mean? Like Jean's team is just going to get replaced one person at a time, and then it's the it's the Theseus team. <laughs> uh, last question: Winter's over next season. What's the theming of the next area they're in? Oh, it's um, 
It's that other one that we don't... It's the vacuo one, right? So it's got to be desert. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of uh, cultural pitfalls of Ruby goes to the desert land. Mm. What? Can't wait for those. In Ruby... What, you mean like some kind of gin character? <laughs> we already got one of those! <laughs> oh, I swear to God, if I see a fucking flying carpet... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, fucking... The fairy tales of the Arabian Nights is coming! Uh, it's coming, isn't it? I mean, Aladdin's oh, already in the show. no. Oh, God. We have Aladdin. Oh, do we really? Yeah. Who is this? Emerald. Oh, okay. I don't know who Emerald is off the top of my head. She's the girl who's in love with Cinder. girlfriend, yeah. Not girlfriend. Admirer. Okay. Side piece? Uh... Hangers on? (laughs) Hmm. Uh, that's a, another successful Who's Whoby here on Newbie. I think that might be the first successful Who's Whoby. No, y'all guessed it last time eventually. Wait, we did? After after you get took all ten questions, I think you guessed right. Yeah, we guessed right. It was that okay. it was that teacher guy with the glasses and the weird hair. Oh, we did! Yeah. Damn, we're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Is anyone good on it? Good on it? Good at, of good at it. Just be good upon it, you know. Who? <laughs> I'm, I'm good at this. You can find me on oh. Twitter at em underscore being. You can check out my <laughs> podcast at normapping.com. How about you, Curly? You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace, and you can find my podcast at twitter.com slash radio. I do that one with Nora, and twitter.com slash h2h squared. I do that one with someone called Armor. It's on abnormal mapping. It's really good. Did you get the uh, Did you get the one I God, sent you? God, you absolutely did, and I totally fucking forgot about it. I'm going to put that up right after we're done with this. <laughs> cool. Well, now that I've got both of your knives squarely in my back, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at NeitherNora. You can find the stuff I do at NoraBlake.online. You can support the show by going to ExportOdd.io or Patreon.com slash ExportAudio. We would never stab uh-huh. you in the back, and we can stab you in the face. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we could punch you. So many choices. <laughs> Oh. We love and respect Nora in this house. Absolutely. <laughs> Just, you know, friendly fisticuffs. Yeah, I would never kick people I hate anything like as much, you know? Uh, what do we tell them, everybody? Oh, we tell them <laughs> to keep it Rubio. <laughs> keep it Rubio. So... The thing about Keep It Rubio is I always thought this was like a joke on Rufio, the character from Hook, but you're talking about like <laughs> Rubio, the politician, right? No, not well, even. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the old, old, old White Lotus radio sign off was Keep It Flamio. What the fuck's Flamio? And then Flamio? somebody said, from Avatar The Last Airbender, it's like, an, there's a joke where Aang uses outdated Fire Nation slang. Oh, okay. Uh, he says Flamio Hotman and then um, somebody adopted that into adapted that into Rubio and then we realized Rubio like the man yes um, and so Rubio's not a man he's a system <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's it. I'm pulling the plug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unpressing the button. Romantic life of fairy tale that's full of charm. Beware.